Hello, I'm Summerland Mayor Doug Holmes. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Mayor's Podcast. Today we're going to talk about roads. Now, a road is more than just a road. Within within any given road right-of-way, there's the pavement that we drive on, but there's also the curb and gutter, and maybe a bike lane and a sidewalk. There's signage, plants and trees along the boulevard, telephone poles and light standards, and the wires above the roads, and the pipes under the road, which both would belong to both uh, public and private utilities. All these things have their own sets of restrictions and requirements. When a road is closed for construction, it isn't always just to fix the road. It's also to repair, replace, or install another piece of infrastructure. Very often, it's a water main. So in this podcast, we are going to look at both our roads and our water infrastructure. It's difficult to talk about one without also talking about the other. On April 24th, Council adopted an Integrated Roads and Water Master Plan. It's the first time we've had a plan that addresses Summerland's 175 kilometers of local and collector roads, as well as our 200 kilometers of water mains together in a holistic way. Joining me on the drive today is Joe Mitchell, Director of Works and Infrastructure for the District of Summerland. Joe, welcome. Thank you, Mayor Holmes. I'm very excited to have an opportunity to sit down with you and talk about the new roads and water master plan. This master plan has included significant contributions from all areas of our organization, including council, staff, and our consultants. It's very important that this master plan does not just end up on a shelf, but rather is reviewed and updated frequently to ensure that we continue to achieve our infrastructure upgrades in a proactive and strategic manner. Yes, for sure, we'll need it. So probably nothing symbolizes inefficiency in local government more than when a municipality paves a road one year only to go dig it up a year or two later to replace a water main. Six or seven years ago, to create efficiencies and to prioritize much needed upgrades to our aging infrastructure, Summerland Council made the decision to start looking at municipal infrastructure as a whole. In 2017, we undertook what we call an asset management review. It looked at the current state of every piece of municipal infrastructure and determined how much life each piece had left. We found that about uh, 45% of our roads were past their estimated lifespan. Of our 175 kilometers of roads, the asset management review determined 70 kilometers are in good or excellent condition. About 60 kilometers are in fair condition, and about 45 kilometers of our roads are in poor or very poor condition. For our water distribution system, about 32% of it is past its estimated life. Of our 200 kilometers of water mains, 44 kilometers of it was installed prior to 1960. That happens to be the year I was born, so yes, indeed, they are old. We also found that 41% of our electrical infrastructure and 23% of our municipal buildings were past their best before dates, but we'll talk about those in a future podcast. With this asset management information, which we never had before, we could start making a long-term financial plan to upgrade and replace infrastructure. That came in 
in 2019 when council endorsed an asset management investment plan. Yeah, the, the 2019 Asset Management Investment Plan, referred to as AMIP, forecasted the full replacement cost and timing of the district's linear and non-linear infrastructure assets using the GIS data and estimated service lives. The AMIP forecasted an average annual investment amount of $1.7 million for roads and $3 million for water assets. The AMIP also forecasted that $3 million in road assets and $21 million in water assets had passed their service life, also known, to, also known as uh, our infrastructure deficit. In order to determine an affordable sequence of roads and water asset replacement projects, it was clear that project prioritization through an assessment of risk and service was required as the next step in the district's asset management program. This risk assessment focuses on defining the likelihood and consequence of failure for the linear water and roads infrastructure to help identify highest risk assets for consideration in the prioritization of capital projects. So Joe, what, what you're saying there is that we need to spend an average of $1.7 million per year on roads and $3 million per year on water mains or water infrastructure just to keep them at their current level. If we want to make a dent in our infrastructure deficit, we'll need to spend even more than that. Summerland is not unique in this respect. Every municipality in Canada is facing an infrastructure deficit. Until recently, municipalities would budget for the operational costs of maintaining infrastructure like roads and water mains, but they didn't factor in replacement costs. Now we have infrastructure that's old and falling apart, and we don't have enough money to to, uh, not enough money was put away to replace it. In 2015, before we started our asset management work, our municipal res reserves were basically depleted. We've been gradually uh, replenishing them with small tax and rate increases. And by the end of 2022, we had $21.4 million in our general reserve and $5 million in our water reserve. By putting money away for future infrastructure replacement, we're less reliant on borrowing money and paying interest on, on debt. Our work on asset management, which by the way, was shortlisted for an award of excellence by the Union of BC Municipalities, it allows us to be uh, proactive rather than reactive. It allows council to make more informed decisions about capital expenditures during our annual budget deliberations. We can now look at our infrastructure um, through its whole life cycle, from construction to replacement, and get the maximum use of an, out of an asset at the lowest possible cost. Waiting for a pipe to burst before replacing it isn't really the best approach to managing our assets. So to prioritize our capital investments, as you mentioned, Joe, we have, to, uh, we have assessed the likelihood and consequence of failure of all our roads and water mains. Could you explain how we did that assessment? Absolutely, Mayor Holmes. The initial assessment involved reviewing and combining two key pieces of infrastructure information, the condition and the consequence of failure. The condition information for our roads comes from the condition analysis project we conducted in 2019, while the water main condition analysis is derived from water main age, material, and historical knowledge of main breaks and maintenance issues. The consequence of failure looks at the effect that the failure may have if it were to occur. 
A water main or road feeding a significant portion of the community would score quite high, while a cul-de-sac servicing maybe only a few residents would score lower. The consequence and condition information is then combined to come up with an overall risk score for each piece of in infrastructure. High risk scoring projects were then evaluated and scored against five criteria. The first criteria was strategic risk mitigation. This looks at the opportunity to reduce risk to our service levels to residents in advance of a failure. The second was availability of external funding. So this could be uh, provincial or federal grants or potentially uh, contributions from developers that are potentially developing in town. The third was the level of service resources. Uh, this could be an opportunity to reduce regular maintenance efforts or reduce emergency repairs by our crews or contractors. The fourth was alignment with council strategic goals. Any projects that fall within one or more of council strategic goals, such as paving more roads and projects or similar projects um, that fall within the downtown plan. Finally, we looked at affordability, bundling and phasing. So this is any opportunity to make a project more affordable for the current taxpayers, as well as bundling several projects or phasing of the projects to spread them out over a longer period of time. So after completing the risk assessment and scoring all the roads and water mains, we were able to put together the master plan that was recently adopted by Council. The plan provides a priority list of 19 road and water capital projects amounting to $241 million over 20 years based on 2022 costs. This does not include the $6.4 million for the Giants Head Road upgrade that was started last year and is now nearing completion. There are five top priority projects in the plan three of which we have in the budget to do this year. We'll be replacing the water main and repaving the east end of Dale Meadows Road. We'll repave uh, Jubilee Road West between the high school and the middle school. And we'll be doing some work on a portion of Victoria Road South that will include drainage and sidewalk work. Yeah, there were quite a few different projects um, identified as sort of the higher priority projects. So maybe I'll just outline a few of those uh, projects and uh, maybe the timelines that they're going to be coming up. That'd be great. Thanks. The first one is the Victoria Road South project. Now in our plan, this is a full project um, for the extensive Victoria Road South. So in 2023, Council has uh, allocated $1.3 million to do a portion of the works. Uh, this Victoria Road project is a storm and active transportation project to extend the pedestrian corridor along South Victoria from Dunham Crescent to Agar Street. This project is funded by the Provincial Gas Tax Program. It does not involve water mains, however, it will result in full width paving in this corridor. The 2023 portion of this project doesn't complete the entire project, um, but the remainder of the project corridor will be reviewed in the coming years. Um, one of the next main projects was the uh, Prairie, Prairie Valley Road. Um, this project is just shy of $3 million, and it's the stretch of Prairie Valley Road um, between Morrow Avenue and Cartwright Avenue. As most drivers know, this stretch of road is very rough to drive on and requires significant staff resources to maintain. The project will likely include the replacement of a water main that's from the 1930s, as well as full asphalt replacement. The project is slated to be designed in 2023 with construction occurring in 2024 and the funding for this project comes from our reserves. 
Um, as mentioned earlier, uh, the Jubilee Road from Rosedale to Kelly project is mainly a road structural replacement project between the middle school and the high school with some wa minor water main upgrades. This project will include some pedestrian safety upgrades at the intersection of Kelly Avenue and is funded through the gas tax as well as some from the general and water reserve. We're anticipating paving this project in the summer of 2023 while school is out of session. Um, an extension of this project is also identified in the plan, and that's the Henry Avenue Jubilee Road West project. Um, this project isn't in this year's budget, but uh, we'll be looking at aging water main as well as road replacement along those corridors. Um, we will be discussing this at the 2024 capital budget review later this year for next year's budget. Um, one more project that was in the high uh, category is the Victoria Road Water Capacity Project, and this project approximately $910,000. This project is entirely required due to water main capacity between Wharton Avenue and Prairie Valley Road along Victoria Street South. This project is not currently listed in the financial plan, but will be reviewed in the coming budget cycles. Another project that's in Council's recent review of the Downtown Neighbourhood Action Plan is the Wharton Avenue upgrades. This is approximately a $500,000 project, and it includes road upgrades as well as pedestrian facilities in and around Memorial Park. This project is slated for design in 2023 with construction in the following years. Yeah, we adopted the uh, Downtown Neighbourhood Action Plan last year. And uh, as part of that, we wanted to create a, an entry plaza to Memorial Park across from Henry Avenue uh, that will help connect the park to Main Street and the rest of downtown. Um, so that, of course, crosses Wharton. And besides pedestrianizing that portion of Henry between, between Main and Wharton, we'll need to see what, what it'll take to bury the overhead electrical lines on Wharton Street. There's also plans to reconfigure the parking along Wharton Street to better accommodate food trucks. And I should also say there are other municipal plans and strategies that complement the road and water master plans, like the cycling uh, trails and sidewalk master plans. Right. Uh, maybe I'll move on and I can just touch on some of the medium and lower priority projects within this plan. Um, the first one up is the Giants Head Road Water. Uh, this project is identified as a, a capacity and condition upgrade for the existing water main from Atkinson Road to Harris Road valued at approximately $1.6 million. This project's not currently in the financial plan, but maybe revisited in the near future, depending on the results of our system separation water design project we're doing in 2023. Um, we've also identified a, uh, a project on Rosedale Avenue, just a small portion of Rosedale Avenue, and it's a, a water main condition upgrade that needs to be completed in the value of about $125,000. Another project that's, uh, that's in the medium priority is Garnet Avenue. And this project, again, is not in the financial plan, but it's included for both a water main condition upgrade as well as a road re rehabilitation. And it's valued at approximately $1.7 million. Um, Fenwick Road is a project that's been identified by council, council as a road upgrade to provide access and vehicle coordination at the head of the KVR trail. Project timelines haven't been identified yet, but will be coming to council in the future budget discussion. Matsu Drive is a project that's been identified for both road condition and water main condition, um, although we don't have any timelines for that one yet, and it's valued at approximately $1.7 million. 
Uh, Hespler Road has been identified as both a water main and a road condition upgrade. And it's actually been split into two sections as it's quite a significant project um, with the first project at approximately $800,000. Uh, Sinclair Road, this project's been identified as a, a road condition upgrade, but also likely will uh, include road safety upgrades for both vehicles and pedestrians going up this hill. Timeline hasn't been set for that one as of yet. Following the 2023 Dale Meadows Road East upgrades, we'll be doing the Dale Meadows Roads West upgrades in the near future. This will also be a water main and road structure, structure upgrade. This section of road is not as critical as the east portion, but does require an upgrade in the future. Um, right now it's valued at approximately $5.9 million. We've also got a couple other roads that are identified for road structure upgrades, but we don't have uh, timelines for them yet. And those are along Happy Valley Road, Front Bend Road, Blair Street, and Canyon View Road. So that's uh, quite a lot of roads you got on the plate. <laughs> you know, the, the integrated roads and water master plan is meant to be dynamic, which means it will be upgraded as projects uh, are completed and as new ones arise. It's a 20 year plan uh, based on an average annual investments within expected budget limits. But we don't identify specific project timelines in the plan because infrastructure conditions can change and budgets can change. It is a council priority of ours to pave more roads. In a few weeks, the plan will be posted on the District of Summerland website in the form of a storyboard and geodatabase. There will be interactive maps with every road and water project in Summerland. Anybody will be able to go onto the website and select a project from a list or click on a specific road on the map and you'll be able to see the available information about the condition of the road and the underground pipes what works being planned, the cost of the project, and even the source of funding for the project, whether it's coming from reserves or from borrowing, or if we received a grant to do the work, that sort of thing. Agricultural uh, irrigation mains should be added at a later date. And the sewer system will be added at some point. However, it's not included now because it was just installed in the 1990s and it still has 50 to 60 years of life remaining. Yeah, that's a good point there, Holmes. Um, maybe I might just comment on some of the next steps following this plan. Sure. Um, in order to implement the plan and advance the district's asset management and service delivery goals, we've got a few steps that, we've, uh, that we're looking at. The first is to review options to increase revenues for managing and funding asset renewal of our roads. The objective is to build reserves in a pragmatic, predictable, and affordable manner so the district has the means and flexibility over time to invest even more into asset renewal. For example, the district's been increasing its water rate since development of the AMIP to fund additional reinvestment into the water system. Another, uh, another step is to develop the asset management financial policy statements to help build asset renewal revenue and document the informed decision-making process. A project that we're looking at uh, initiating next year is actually updating the development cost charges to reflect these projects and current market conditions and costs. Um, we'll also be looking to update this plan with water, water system separation projects. So in 2023, Council's allocated some money for us to study the water system separation opportunities within the district. And uh, all of that information will be updated within this plan once it's completed. 
We'll also need to continue to fund the recommendations identified in the district's water master plan, which focuses on investment and efficiency improvements to the district's water supply, treatment, and facilities. With this program, uh, ongoing review of levels of service, risk tolerance, and costs to update the plan's regulatory are quite important. There's a lot of work to do, and there's a lot of next steps, and it's all important work. Our existing infrastructure is aging, while demand is growing for more and better and safer roads. We have to upgrade our water infrastructure to meet population growth, to address climate change, and to comply with higher health, safety, and environmental standards. We spend millions of dollars annually on infrastructure, but it never seems to be enough. So to enhance our quality of life in a fiscally responsible and environmentally sustainable manner, we need to change the way we plan, design, and manage our infrastructure. That's what this new integrated road and water plan is all about. Thank you, Joe, for joining me today for this excellent discussion. Thank you very much for including the 20-year integrated road and water master plan in one of your podcasts, Mayor Holmes. This project's been many years in the making and it will serve as a great starting point for infrastructure investment. To be useful, this document will need to be reviewed regularly and kept up to date with project completions and council investments. We're very much looking forward to sharing this interactive tool with all residents. Yes, for sure. We'll let everybody know when it goes live. Uh, it should be soon. Um, thanks again, Joe. Um, that was just great. That was Joe Mitchell, Director of Works and Infrastructure for the District of Summerland. I am Doug Holmes, the Mayor of Summerland, and you have been listening to the Mayor's Podcast. Thank you for, for tuning in.